Hello, and welcome to Leading the Way. This is Kevin Robinson, Jr., and I'll be your host in this podcast series where we discuss leadership and culture building with leaders in our Mount St. Mary's University athletics community. Home to over 450 Division I student-athletes and 22 Division I athletic programs, the Mount strives to develop ethical leaders who lead lives of significance. Welcome to Leading the Way, Quarantine Edition. Uh, Coming from Mount St. Mary's, I am Kevin Robinson, and we are happy to have uh, our newest coach to the uh, Mount Athletic Department, Coach Alyssa Diacano, head coach of our men's and women's water polo teams. Coach Diacano, great to have you on board today. Thank you for having me. No problem. Well, you know, listeners, imagine you got your first job as a head coach on March 4th, and then on March 12th, we go into a lockdown quarantine mode and have to recruit a brand new team and start a program uh, from that position. That is what Coach Diacano is facing uh, or has faced the last couple months. So this is diving in on it, Alyssa, and talk to me what these uh, first two months have been like uh, under these under these situations, under these circumstances of uh, of pandemic we're facing. How you uh, kind of hit that hit the recruiting trail head on and the building of a program? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's funny because if I look back two months, I definitely would not have planned. Um, you know, this was how it was going to pan out. And when you think of your first job, you think you're going to be on the road meeting new people and connecting with, you know, old coaches and old friends. So definitely a little bit different, but um, not bad because it's helped me and grow in ways that I probably wouldn't have grown um, if I wasn't in this situation. Um, and then as far as recruiting, like I said, it's different because I'm not, you know, physically on a pool deck yet, but I've, you know, hit the virtual trail pretty hard and it's helped me um, just come up with more creative ways to connect with the current prospective student athletes. Um, but I think a benefit of it too is the upcoming generation is very technologically, you know, friendly and advanced. So I'm, I'm kind of meeting them in the middle. No, and absolutely. I think that, you know, with your uh, relatively young age as well. Um, you know, I think you just celebrated a, a birthday, uh, your 25th birthday. So, you know, happy birthday to you. And, you know, I think I'm able to connect with those um, perspective student athletes a little bit on the, when it comes to the, uh, and, uh, the technology piece, whether it be the social media, the virtual, uh, virtual meetings and those type of things do you feel like you had a pretty strong connection with the with those prospective student athletes um on, on the technology piece i do i i really think me being able to operate twitter and instagram has been to my advantage especially during this time um and just knowing you know the bright colors and how to kind of grab their attention but i also think the mount has done just a great job too, with doing different virtual tours and webinars. So between my effort and the Mount, you know, we've really kind of put together a solid, a solid plan and proposal for these recruits. No, that, that's awesome. And I, I, I've been seeing you working hard and, you know, let's, let's take a step back now and, and kind of look at how you got to Mount St. Mary's and you've kind of made your way across the country, coming from uh, California, Pennsylvania, 
now that Emsburg, uh, Maryland, uh, was stopped in, in Australia along the way uh, to play professionally. Let's talk about your journey to the mound and uh, kind of how you got here to be the head, head coach of our work on the programs. Yeah, so I was actually born um, in Michigan, and so I do have those Midwestern roots. I have a lot of family still in Michigan, and then my dad moved us um, outside of Chicago for a bit. And then when I was 11, that's when we moved to California. So California is where I've been the longest, and um, that's kind of where my water polo started. I didn't start playing water polo until my freshman year in high school, and um, in the water polo world, that's kind of considered a late bloomer. Um, but I think that's kind of what gave me um, a different respect and love for the sport um, because I have played different sports. So I, I knew how to play a team sport, but the newness of water polo, you know, kind of grabbed me and pulled me in high intensity. And so um, prior to just committing to water polo, you played basketball, soccer, softball. Um, and then my sophomore year of high school, I stuck solely to water polo. And then the rest kind of writes itself. Um, I was never a highly recruited athlete. And so when people were like, well, you should play in college, you know, I never thought that was the route that I was going to take. I sat down and really thought about it and decided I wanted to be a collegiate athlete. I wanted to play at the division one level. And so um, despite not really being recruited, I was just persistent. And when I stepped um, foot at San Diego State, I knew that's kind of where I was meant to be. Um, and so, you know, as a player, that's where I grew a lot, but I grew a lot individually as well. Um, I earned my bachelor's in public health. And so that's kind of opened my eyes to like, the wholesome development of student athletes, but just individuals in general and how important, um, you know, mental, social, emotional, physical health is. And then um, I didn't want to coach right away. I actually wanted to go to business <laughs> school. <laughs> um, and then, so once I graduated, I was like, well, I'm really not ready to give up water polo quite yet. I still really loved it. You know, I was willing to wake up at 4 a.m. still, so I knew I wasn't quite done. And then uh, I kind of hopped back on the recruiting train as an athlete to um, look for teams abroad. And the team in Australia just, you know, it all just worked out almost perfectly. You know, Australia was on my bucket list. So I was doing two things at once. And so that was just an incredible experience, too. Um, and I realized how much I love the sport even more. And learning it through a different culture is I think it's one of the coolest things I've ever done, to be honest, because Australia's culture is just so relaxed and fun. That's awesome. <laughs> not saying that water polo in the U.S. isn't fun, but. <laughs> um, and then uh, another goal of mine was to get my master's. And so, you know, while I was playing in Australia, I was looking at different grad programs and um, had a previous contact with the coach at Mercyhurst. And so I was able to get my master's degree and be the grad assistant coach at Mercyhurst, which is in Erie, Pennsylvania. So that was a, a very interesting transition. I went from three summers in a row to uh, a very intense winter. <laughs> um, but no, all in all, that was a really good experience. And that's actually where I fell in love with coaching. 
Um, and it really just kind of um, opened up new doors. And, you know, when I was really young, I wanted to be a teacher. And to be honest, you know, coaching is teaching. It's just I'm, I'm teaching the sport of water polo, but I'm also teaching the different life skills and um, ways to be successful, you know, past the pool and past the classroom. And so I'm really grateful for my opportunity at Mercerius because that's where I fell in love with coaching. Um, and then Mount St. Mary's obviously presented itself with an opportunity of you know, creating two new programs and um, now I'm here. <laughs> No, and we're, we're happy to have you. I mean, you've been working extremely hard at it. And you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna toot your, I'm gonna toot your horn a little bit. And you know, for someone who is relatively old, getting into water polo, you know, not not starting until you until you were in high school, you you really came on strong and you know had an unbelievable career at San Diego State. You know, resulting in you know three All Conference um, uh, awards and then you know being named the, the female student athlete of the year. Uh, in 2017 at San Diego State. That's a heck of an accomplishment um, at a, at a, for an athletic department that is known for strong athletics. And so, uh, you know, you seem to have really taken the word polo and, you know, been, been very successful in it. Oh, thank you. No, no problem. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what is water polo. I think for many of us at Mount St. Mary's, uh, you know, we're excited to see the sport, but we don't know a whole lot about it. So we're going to take a quick break uh, from our sponsors, but when we come back and hear, hear from our sponsors, when we come back, uh, we'll learn about learn about the sport of water, water polo. All right, see you in a minute. Mount St. Mary's is proud to recognize Utz Snack Foods as the official snack food of the university. Handpicked from the freshest products available, Utz is the largest independent, privately held snack brand in the United States producing over 3.3 million pounds of snacks per week. When it comes to creating good times and fun, nothing brings friends and family together better than the phenomenal flavor and variety of the Utz family of snack brands. And we're back right, with Leading the Way and our guest today, head women's and men's water polo coach, Alyssa Daikano. Alyssa. Mount St. Mary's doesn't know a whole lot about water polo. I'm just going to be honest, but we're learning quickly. We're learning quickly. Can you kind of walk, walk us through what the sport is like? What we're, what can we expect to see from, from your programs uh, when, when they hit the water uh, in the upcoming seasons? Yeah, absolutely. So um, water polo is actually one, is the oldest Olympic team sport. So it, it dates back some time. Um, the women were just added in the year 2000, but overall, you know, water polo has been around. Um, there's seven players in the water on each team. So it's six field players and one goalie. And I think the best way to describe it is if you're a hockey fan, it's a little bit easier, but it's a mix of hockey and basketball where um, there are specific positions, but each field player is responsible for playing offense and defense. So, you know, aside from the goalie, all six field players are moving down the pool to play offense and then coming back to play defense. Um, it's it's high intensity. I like that we're better than physical because we are trying to get away from the complete physicality of the sport. And But um, I don't want to take that away from any of the athletes playing water polo because it is a pretty demanding sport. Um, and in all deep 
pool, you're never touching the bottom um, of the pool. And so you're constantly adhering. Um, at our facility, we're going to be half shallow, half deep, but the field players still aren't allowed to jump off the bottom of the pool and shoot. And so um, that kind of adds its own mix to the game. Um, and then just in general, I think, um, you know, as a new program, we will be competitive, um, definitely with a bunch of new schools adding water polo. Um, that's coming from the increased increased number of athletes playing club in high school as well. And so just the quality and quantity of water polo has you know, genu genuinely been on the incline the past few years, which is exciting. Nice. Now, now I, I've watched World Polo in the Olympics, and, and and it looks like it's a, one of the most commanding sports out there. I mean, you're treading water. You got people trying to ground you. Uh, they're pulling on your bathing suits. Like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on under the water. I do appreciate uh, the uh, the camera angles in, in the Olympics, like that's really show how uh, how amazing it is and how intense it is. Uh, that's really yeah. the case. Like, there. That, that, that what's going on in the water? More likely than not, yes. <laughs> your suit is being grabbed. Um, your limbs are being grabbed. Um, your cap strings are being grabbed. So it is, it is a very intense sport. <laughs> wow, we're looking forward to that. Kind of, what's the how's the makeup of the of the game? Is it uh, quarters? Is it halves? Like, what are typical scores? Like, what's how does that look? How's the game? run in that respect so it's four eight minute quarters um uh, and then four eight minute quarters <laughs> the scores usually it depends so if you're playing um it really just depends who you're playing so you can have a gotcha. score you know between you know it could be 10 7 it could be you know, 20 to 15. So it really is just dependent on the competition. Um, usually you don't like to see the scores of 20 to two, but you know, there is, there is a lot of diversity in our sport and because division one, two, and three are all playing for the same national championship. You know, you see a lot of crossover be between the top ranked teams and um, some of the lower ranked teams. But it also just gives us an opportunity, you know, to get in more games and all of that. Something that is interesting is that it's it's pretty common for us to play four games in a weekend until we get to conference play. And even then, sometimes you're seeing four games in a weekend. Um, so that, too, just kind of gives you perspective on, wow. you know, the physical component that water polo brings. Yeah, you got to be in shape to play this sport. That is, that is for sure. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, what, now what uh, what league will we be in? Will we will we be in the Northeast Conference, or is there is there another league? You know, some of these emerging sports in the NCAA that you know your your typical conference alignments get a little messed up. So, what how's that a conference alignment looking uh, for for Valentine Mary's World Cup? Yeah, absolutely. So right now on the men's side, we are in the CWPA Mid Atlantic Western Region for our first year. Um, the women, it's still to be determined what conference we'll be playing in this year. Um, hopefully, the Northeast Conference, you know, we'll be adding water polo within the next few years, but those things are up in the air still. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. We're just excited to see you playing now. Uh, Alessia, you just talked about your style of uh, style of play in the pool. What is what? How are you going to lead your teams? What's what do you? How would you define your leadership style with uh, with your programs? Yeah, absolutely. I think leaders build leaders, um, and so my goal, you know, essentially is to give the student athletes the tools and resources to be successful um, in their own lives. And so that's kind of just my mentality is how am I creating better athletes, better students, better individuals. Um, and that kind of is going to go back to, you know, some of our core values as a team and kind of how we develop the program from there. Okay, so what now what are some of those core values that you're going to build on to drive your culture of the program? I know you're a first year program, so it's kind of like these things are going to happen organically, but what, as you look at it, what are those core values that are important for, to you and to your program that you want to lay this foundation on? Yeah, well, one of the biggest things that even I've used now while I'm recruiting as well is committing to rise every day. Um, and RISE stands for Resilience, Integrity, Service, and Excellence. Um, and so if you're hitting those four core values every day, you know, we're going to work on the mental health, the emotional health, the social health, um, and the physical health, which is going to help us reach excellence. Um, my, my go-to saying is we're winning in and out of the water, um, and that's to develop wholesome individuals. So, um, you know, my main, my main priority is you know, we're playing a sport we want to win in the water, but the lasting effect is how we're going to win out of the water. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think, you know, setting that tone is going to be huge. And it, it allows you to, you know, as you recruit, you're looking for those qualities in, I'm assuming, in your perspective as student athletes. How, what are some of the other qualities that you're looking for throughout uh, the recruiting process? Yeah, uh, I mean, the same. So the resilience, the integrity, uh, the service and the excellence, I think those are going to be the driving forces of your character. Um, and character is a big aspect for playing sport. Um, kind of outside of that is academics. You know, as a student athlete, definitely at the division one level, it's, you know, how are your academics? Um, are you coachable? Things like that. And then in the water, obviously, it's, your physical ability, but it's, you know, how are you anticipating from going to defense, from defense offense? You know, how are you reacting after you miss a shot or how are you reacting when, you know, you make an assist to a goal and little things like that. So I think going beyond just, just the strict X's and O's, just going beyond the straight point system of goals and assists. Um, that's what I'm looking for, especially recruiting for a new program. No, that's fantastic. We're going to dive in a little bit more into what, uh, how, how successful you've been recruiting over the last couple of months. But first, we're going to take a minute to hear from our sponsors. Enjoyed by millions since 1894, Hershey's Ice Cream is focused on producing innovative, high-quality products and providing industry-leading service. Guided by their family values of integrity, honesty, and respect, this Mount family-owned enterprise strives to provide real ingredients, real ice cream, and real smiles. And we're back uh, with leading the way and continuing our conversation with new head coach Alyssa Diacano of our men's and women's water polo uh, programs. Alyssa, we were talking about recruiting before um, before we had our break, and 
how successful have you been on the recruiting trail uh, with starting this new program? You get, are we getting a lot of interest out there for Mount, uh, Mount Waterpolo? Yeah, we, it's been exciting actually, you know, just looking at the numbers earlier and seeing that we will be fielding a team for the men and the women, you know, respectively for the fall 2020 and the spring 2021. Um, so that, awesome. that itself is awesome. Um, but even looking ahead at the interest from the 2021s and, you know, just the 2022s reaching out to me, you know, waiting until that the summer date to be able to contact them. It's, it's promising to see that there's going to be a bright future, you know, of water polo at Mount St. Mary's, but, um, we've also kind of done a service for these other athletes, you know, at the high school level, we've given them the opportunity to play at the next level at the division one, you know, at the division one level, let you know, let alone that. So we have really, you know, given these high school athletes something to strive for within that Northeast region. Um, you can stay a little bit closer to home, especially with, you know, the number of, Water polo teams growing within this northeast corridor and over the Midwest as well. No, it's awesome, and you know, it's be you know crazy to see you guys in the water. And, you know, as as you got your head coaching position back in March, and then we had the um, the, the quarantine lockdown, um, the pandemic. You had to modify your recruiting tactics. Let me talk a little bit about that with the virtual. Um, the, the virtual uh, meetings and those type of things. What are some other uh, uh, adaptations you've had to make to your recruit? What you thought was going to be the way to, to recruit um, originally and into recruiting now? Yeah, um, obviously, like the virtual tours and all that, but um, I relied on coaches a lot more than I thought I originally was going to. Um, but I also think that's just been a really good it's just been really good overall like I have created more connections with coaches than I think I would have if I was on the pool deck um so it's getting to know the coaches learning to trust the coaches seeing what they're seeing in these student athletes um and then not only are they helping me for this class in 2020 but that's a relationship that now I have for the following recruiting classes for you know over the next years um so the coaches have also been awesome. High school club, USA Water Polo has done a good job as well promoting Mount St. Mary's and getting the word out. Um, so I'm just really blessed that the water polo community has been supportive. And then as far as you know, other recruiting tactics, um, I have looked at more film. <laughs> um, I think. <laughs> You know, I would definitely rather see the athlete live shine, but you know, it's it's looking at the game film or the highlight reel. Um, it's looking at the athletic resumes and seeing, you know, you know what their swim times are, uh, how many goals they score, but you know, what are they doing beyond the pool as well. Um, and then it's just you know being a little bit more on top of the emails and you know the phone calls and the messages and all of that. So. Um, just getting a quick, quicker response time on those has really helped as well. Nice, nice. Now, what have you, what's been your opinion about St. Mary's? You know, you, you were on campus for about two weeks, and uh, then you know we had to had to move off uh, campus uh, work wise. But what's your what's your first impressions of the Mount uh, having not been here for about three months? Yeah. 
Well, I think it started when I came from my interview. You know, I walked on campus and I was like, wow, like I could really see myself coaching here. I think it'd be really easy, you know, to sell this school to the water polo, you know, student athletes just because it's one, it's gorgeous. <laughs> um, and two, it's just, it has that community aspect to it. Um, and the more I've been here and not physically on campus, but, you know, that outreach from, you know, different faculty and staff and other coaches has really been nice and they've made me feel, made me feel welcomed. Um, even, you know, helping with move out, you know, finding unique ways to meet more people on campus, but um, I have nothing but great things to say. And I'm, I'm really thankful for everyone's help because I for sure have had questions and we're already all inundated with emails. And then it's just, you know, me following up about all the questions that I probably would have been asking face to face. Right. We're very excited for what you're going to bring to the, uh, to the water polo, uh, bring the water polo here to the mound and we should, uh, you know, what you're bringing to the program. So, you know, I have one last question for you before, uh, before we end our conversation. What's been the go-to watch during uh, during the situation? You know, are you a Netflix, Hulu, uh, Amazon Prime? What, what are we watching uh, uh, nowadays? Yeah, um, to be honest, it was the Last Dance, and I was looking forward to that every Sunday night. So I'm gonna have to nice. switch my gears a little bit. I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, go back to some uh, ESPN three for threes or something like that. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, the last dance was phenomenal, you know. What were, you know, speaking of last dance, what were some of the key uh, takeaways you had uh, from either the Bulls, Jordan, you know, just the the, the whole series? What were, what were some key takeaways you, you, you put away and some nuggets that you can use for your leadership? Um, I think my favorite was that there would have been no Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen. Um you know, Michael Jordan was an extraordinary athlete. And, you know, maybe he could have done everything on his own, but, you know, he needed those teammates to get him the ball and set him up for different opportunities. And that, you know, goes to say in the water, it's the same thing. You know, you can have your top goal scorer, but who's getting the ball, who's making that steal. Um, and it truly goes back to the team aspect. Um, you're only as good as your weakest player. But I also think it goes back to showing that, you know, Michael Jordan's dedication to his game on and off the court is why he's successful. You know, you can't just show up during practice time and think you're going to be the best. You know, it's what are you doing before practice? What are you doing after practice? What are you putting in your body? You know, where's your mental game at? Um, and all of that. So, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed watching The Last Dance. <laughs> No, that's awesome. And, you know, as a former basketball player and coach, I, I appreciate the uh, that we were able to use the basketball in there. So, especially with one of the greatest of all time, it probably be greatest of all time. Yeah. So, well, that's awesome. Well, Alyssa, thank you for joining us today. It was, it was a pleasure speaking with you. And like I said, we're really excited to see what you, uh, you know, what you're able to create um, for the men's and women's water polo uh, programs in Austin areas. And we're so excited to have you as part of our family now. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. No problem. And we thank everybody for joining us today on Leading the Way and look forward to having you all. Um, we'll be our next, next guest on um, 
um, in two weeks. So thank you again, uh, everyone out there, and let's just keep uh, keep working, keep leading, and keep keep, keep driving the culture. Take care.